Hey, awesome nerds, and welcome to D&D and TV, a podcast where we watch television shows we really love and talk about how those plots and characters can be used in role-playing games. I'm your host, Jeremy Vine, and today I'm joined by my friend Elise, who has already received her magically imbued scourge from from a boy. <laughs> wow. Um, never thought about it like that. Uh, yes, a, uh, a baby boy has entered my life. Uh, Congratulations. Earlier than expected. Thank you. Um, but that's okay. He won't distract me from the witches uh, of yes. Fort Salem. Don't worry. So you will have to forgive us if uh, anything we say in this episode we have said in previous episodes because there's been a bit of a gap between um, recording <laughs> recording this episode and the last. Yes. Uh, yes. Just, just a bit of a gap. Um, Jeremy's been trying to um, get me to start back up again, which I definitely obviously really want to. I want to talk about motherland nonstop um but yeah it has been a bit of an adjustment um learning how to take care of a <laughs> of a child and feed him and change him uh, and it never ends um but never uh, never ends never yeah. ends Never. Well, that's uh, another point, actually, that since we last recorded, season two of Motherland has begun. Uh, and this will be a spoiler-free podcast because I have not been watching season two. I've been waiting until we've recorded all these episodes. Uh, but Elise has seen it. So it's going to be interesting to see if she can keep her mouth shut <laughs> and not spoil things for me as we go through yeah. the last, the la- next uh, <laughs> seven episodes of Motherland Fort Salem. I know it's going to be very tricky because I know, having obviously discussed this with you previously, that we we finish the season and obviously every, every episode we basically have a new question that sort of yeah. pops up. Um, and so currently one. I know the answer to oh. some of those questions. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that's, so that's going to be tricky to to obviously skirt around that and think, when did, did I say that in the second season or did I say that in the first season? Um, so, and I just want you to hurry up and, and watch them so I can talk to you about them. Um, but that's okay. That's okay. We will, um, we'll carry on. Um, we'll get to yes, it when I've we seen... get to it. <laughs> yes. Um, but I will do my best to not, uh, not mix them up and mention anything from the second season. Yes. Hopefully there will be no spoilers for everybody else. But today we are talking about episode four, Hail Beltane, mm-hmm. uh, directed by mm-hmm. Haifa El Monsur and written by Christopher Oscar Apina. Uh, and in this episode, the base celebrates Beltane despite a potential threat. Tally and Garrett's connection grows while Abigail finds strength in competition. Rael is haunted by tragedy and cannot get answers from the evasive Scylla. Mm. Because this, well, the last episode, it f- finished on that cliffhanger of Porter having been forced to commit suicide by Scylla where she crossed the moral event horizon. And I mean, I'm okay with mass murder, but when she kills a, a nice young man, that's not cool. Look, as the ever defending Scylla, the, the champion of, of, um, you know, save Scylla squad. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't actually, I don't think talk about it last episode, but I've, it's just sort of occurred to me. I mean, she didn't really tell him to kill himself right does that not just come down to him and his mindset and you know like yeah she said he's sad i mean i I guess she said unbearable sadness which technically means i guess he can't bear it so therefore he must do something about it but i don't know i don't know there's a little bit of a little bit of leeway there that i think we should have worn look i'll find i'll find any gap i can just to protect her um but yeah look pulling a long bow there (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm, I'm grasping. I'll grasp away. Um, 
it yeah it wasn't a a great i guess no it's not great as well with rael want becoming unconscious and staring off and seeing Scylla yeah. just watching her mm-hmm. but with a worried face I will admit she was looking very worried but yeah she she's worried she's gonna get her. caught no that is not I that's not how I take it no I think she was worried for Rael because she didn't want Rael involved in this at all I think she was worried for Rael because she was worried that Rael had hurt herself or was gonna die with Porter because of the link because she loves her and she's realizing that. That's fair. Well, the, the first scene of this episode is Rael waking up in the infirmary um, mm-hmm. post. Well, she, interesting because she's got Porter's memories in her head. Mm. Um, which I think, well, this is something that we've kind of seen before that when she heals someone, she takes on an aspect of them for a little bit. It's kind yeah, of the reverse yeah. uh, rogue from X Men. Where instead of killing them and taking on their aspect, she heals them and takes on their aspect. <laughs> yeah, um, obviously, I guess, yeah, against her will. But and she obviously hasn't experienced this. I mean, side effect probably is not the right mm. word, but she hasn't experienced this because she looks very um, confused um, and uh, I guess sort of shocked and doesn't quite know what's going on. I think um, that's that's the sort of feeling I got. I think this is when I remember that Rael's completely untrained in a lot of this stuff. She mm. just does it by instinct. And yeah. Well, I mean, surely her mum taught her a little bit, but probably. yes, for the most part. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, she's she's healed people, but in a safe environment. She hasn't tried to heal someone dying before. True. Very true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's just been little things in, in the session. So, you know, that yeah. first episode was a lady with a rash. Yeah. Um, yeah. So definitely, obviously, the, the most significant injury slash illness she's tried to uh tried to heal mm-hmm. but quarter means there badass um anacostia yes anacostia her. Uh, telling her that everyone's proud of her which they should be because she's i know Israel's also awesome it was really cool though because it was you got the impression that she was going to be told off because obviously they've been told um i guess don't do work that they're not trained for and yeah. i guess don't go off canon because rael does fix in quite strangely right um so oh, she you, just, again she does it by instinct yeah yeah so you get the impression that she's going to be told off um but then anna costia said she was really proud of her which i was really yeah. sweet um yeah i don't know i feel like it's sort of the first time she's shown a softer side to rael you know yeah um yeah, she's been the hard yeah, ass up was, until now saying, you know, you can't see Scylla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was quite nice. Hmm. No, it was good. And then we see that Alda's kind of addressing everybody. Not uh, Alda. I've got down General Bellwether. General Bellwether, I agree. Collar's visions deserve further investigation, but we do not have any evidence that Porter's death had anything to do with the spree. You are making a giant leap. You have to cancel Beltane. If there's been an infiltration, the base is at risk. If the spree are here, we are in grave danger. Witches all over the world respect what Beltane means to us. Even with our boldest enemies in foreign parts, there has always been a ceasefire during the holiday. Beltane is sacred. Couldn't agree more. Of course, Sarah. I trust you to make the right choice. Yeah, because they're in they're in her office, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Petra yeah. has come to see see Alda and is all like, Porter's killed because of the spree. Fort Salem's been infiltrated. We should cancel Beltane. 
Um, but yeah, Alda's not not having that. She's just like, no, no, Beltane's sacred. Even the Spree wouldn't attack mm. Beltane, which yeah. to be fair, and at this they stage, didn't, we know. Pardon. That it, this isn't an attack by the Spree. It's like yes, they've been infiltrated, but it's yeah. <laughs> it's not about that. It's got nothing to yeah. do with them. It's just um, the three trying to cover themselves. Yeah. Um, but at this stage, we also don't know what Beltane is, right? Has that been no. discussed? Yeah. No, it hasn't. Yeah, we so have like, no what idea what Beltane is. We just know the boys are yeah. involved. And yeah. lacrosse, lacrosse, apparently. <laughs> muddy, muddy lacrosse. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's true. But, yeah, she's saying that she's they're not going to cancel it and she's having none of that. Um, no, but they are going to sweep the rooms um, during Beltane. They're going to use this festival that we don't know about yet mm. to check and see if there's any evidence of spree in the in the quarters for people. Yes, which um uh yeah, they found evidence that they can communicate through the mirrors, which we've obviously yep. seen Scylla do. So yep. straight away stakes are raised a little bit because I mean you were probably hoping that she was found out, but I was like, oh no. I don't want Scylla to be found out at this point. I don't want Rayel to be in pain. I just yeah. don't want to be with Scylla. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so should, they're going to sweep during whatever Beltane is. That's when they're going to do the sweep. And also, um, we get introduced to the head necromancer, uh, Isadora, who is going to try and speak with Porter's corpse or bring his spirit back because this is when Beltane is when the spirits uh, are capable of, or when the borders between realities are thinner. Yes, uh, which is really cool. We've never, I guess, we've not really delved into you know necros and their power. Um, I oh, mean, yeah. I think Scylla said, or whoever it was said, we harness the power of death or something. Yeah. Which I mean, what does that even mean? <laughs> um, so, um, yeah. So I don't know. It sounds pretty cool. It sounds pretty powerful. Yeah. Um, so that, I, I love that's this kind idea. Of I love this idea as a world building aspect that there are certain days of the week or days of the year where spirits are more common. And it's a really cool thing to bring into an RPG if you're a game master and world building where you got to keep track of days of the week. Maybe every Sunday, every Sunday night or every midnight, that's the yeah. hour when spirits can come back. So you actually have to yeah. plan adventures around or it's like you go to the graveyard and you know the demon could be coming at this certain point because that's when it can step mm. through. It makes this really mm. cool, cool aspect of it. Yeah. Or even if you were to say, um, similar to what you've said, you know, every Sunday between this period and... No, you know, towns huddle away, you know, they, you know, lock lock themselves away and the travellers sort of arrive at this town and like, where is everyone? Because um, mm-hmm. they don't know for whatever reason. They don't um, know the local customs. And, yeah. Um, and it's because spirits are afoot. Well, I like but that yeah, idea so that too for a, cool. that idea for a character who gets more powerful on certain days of the year as well. Mm, yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't like it for myself because I don't really <laughs> like limitations on my character. <laughs> um, but yes, I can. Uh, I can definitely see it would be really. It would be really interesting. Um, you'd almost be like coming up to this boss battle in a game, and you'd be like, "What day of the week is it again?" And then you know, <laughs> it's a Tuesday. Um, can we wait until tomorrow? Maybe? Yeah, yeah. You're like, okay. Oh, I'm gonna go shopping. I'm gonna spend a few days in the town, and yeah. Mm-hmm. But of course, the bad guys are gonna know the days you're weakest, and that's when they're going to attack. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot yeah. of if you can actually keep a calendar because a lot of the time as a game master, you're just like, yeah, it takes you two days. I've forgotten what day it is. It's just yeah, it, it's summer yeah. still after seven <laughs> years. Yeah, it's a long summer. 
Well, I haven't done too much research on what Beltane actually is, but I have a feeling that it's actually a spring festival. Um, right. Mainly because I just assume, having seen the rest of the episode. But before we get to it, um, well, Alder and Witch Daddy uh, have a little bit of a memorial for Porter and tell the assembled cadets, yes, Beltane will still go ahead. You can all be happy about mm-hmm. that. And as they're, they're dispersing, um, people are talk like gossiping about ray and the fact that she went off canon and abby fucking snaps at them abby's got my girls back i heard she almost died while trying to save him because she ran outside of canon like a reckless maniac rael did not go outside of canon she's naturally gifted so don't let me hear her name out of your dirty fetid mouths again got it what nothing which is um, possibly the first time she's stood up for Rael or defended her. Um, yeah, yeah, I think so. Because, I mean, wasn't it only just an episode or so ago that they were screaming at each other? Um, well, I and think... then, or agreeing to just put their differences aside and not be friends but just get yeah, through, just work you together. know. Um, and I think it's not, so... even, it's not even Abby going, I'm going to back up Rael. Previously, I feel that she would have got, she would have taken that on board and then gone and yelled at Rael about it. Yeah. And now she's like, well, I can't yell at Ray because I agree with her. So I'm going to yell mm. at them. And yeah. he's good at yelling yeah, at people. No. This makes a yeah. I think I think you're right. I think in the past she would have she would have been like, Ugh, and gone off to Ray and been like, what are you doing? You're making us look bad. Mm. Um, whereas now, whether or not she actually agrees with Ray, I'm not sure. Um, but I also think she's discovering more the power of the unit and that she needs the power to be of friendship. the leader. Yeah, <laughs> that she needs to be the leader and you need to support your, you know, comrades, colleagues, sisters, whatever. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I think it's it's good. Whatever whatever our motivations are, I think it is definitely mm. the steps that Abby needs to take towards being a leader. Yeah, I think that's that level of respecting the people in your command, in your unit mm. that she mm. didn't have before. She was more like, no, no, you follow what I say rather than seeing them as individuals. Yeah. Uh, but then Ray is released from the infirmary, mm. which is good. We want Ray out of out of it. Um, and she sees Scylla waiting, who seems all all worried. She does but... seem very worried. And also it's under this beautiful tree, which we made. Is this the first time we've seen this tree? I think it I'm might not be, sure. Yeah. Um, but it's just stunning. Um, whether it's the lighting, I don't know, the cinematography or... It's the Scylla Ray tree where they just keep yeah, going up. Yeah, well, it becomes it becomes their, their sort of spot, which is really nice. Um, but she does, Scylla does look very worried. Well, she keeps dodging her questions too. It's like Ray's talking about, oh, I can feel Porter inside my head and I've got all these things and what what did he mean to you and all these things. And, and Scylla's just like, no, no, just brushes her off t- constantly. Yes, It doesn't does. look good for Scylla. I, no, I can't saying. deny that. And yeah, you're right. She does seem. I do think she was very worried about Raelle's well-being, but yeah. she definitely now that Raelle's walking around and out and obviously fine, she does seem concerned about what Ray is now seeing in her head. Yeah, and um, not because it's hurting Ray. It's about what she knows. Yes, yes, I yeah. will. I will agree to that as much as I don't want to. Uh, yeah. That does seem but- the case. And yeah, she definitely brushes Ray off and is very vague and you know, kind of almost tells her just like. Don't worry about it. Yeah, um, gaslighting. It's not looking good for her there either. <laughs> I will. I'll give her the the benefit of the doubt that she is more worried about 
raise feelings towards her changing if she finds out she's spree than than being found out as spree. It's like she's yes. not worried about getting yes, caught. Would... She's worried about Ray not liking her anymore. Yes, I would definitely agree with that. Which mm. is, it's fair. Everyone wants Ray to like them. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, that's true. That's true. And then, so when Ray gets back to the unit, to the the suite, um, this is probably one of the. I I thought this scene was really funny, simply mm-hmm. because Tally's trying to choose a dress. Um, and Tally's adorable, and we. This is the first time we get to see her this episode, and yeah, and she's like dancing Tally. around with the with the dresses, and it's just she's just oh, she's mm-hmm. so adorable and cute, and yeah. And then she gets. She's addicted. kind of like a Disney princess, right? She is, yeah, especially, and even the, especially with what happens next. Yeah, when a bird shows up at the window and delivers, <laughs> I almost thought that the bird was going to land on her finger and start singing to her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would have been uh, cool. That would have been a lot sweeter than what actually happens, which is uh, Garrett yeah. sent her a dick pic. Yeah. A, a hand I mean, it's dick funny, pic. though. It is it's, funny. It's amusing. Because yeah. as she's unrolling the scroll, Abby's like... Oh, just keeps no unrolling. Yeah. She's like, there's yeah, no sure. way he's that big. Um, so it is quite funny. But it's also when you think about it as, as, a, as a dick pic, which I guess because they don't have... They don't seem to have phones. Or no, mobile, they don't have phones. phones. See, when um, I first saw it, I hadn't really gotten on board. Well, I didn't realise about the whole technology thing that we've talked about before, that mm. that I just assumed this was like some sort of courtship thing that he was doing to be super cool. He's just mm. like, yeah, I'm I'm um, not the guy who sends photos of my junk. I, I draw it out and I send it by a bird. And it was yeah, like, yeah. get fucked, Garrett. But apparently this is just how they do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um- so yeah, if you think about it like that, that it's just literally a dick pic done in the only way that he can do, it's like, oh, yeah. that's kind of, it's not, like I was liking Garrett, now I'm kind of like, oh. He's a fuckboy. I don't know. Garrett fuckboy is yeah. going to be a recurring thing, I feel, because he is yeah. one. Although, did I know, he but just, he seems so sweet. He seems of course so sweet he does. Fuckboys always do. <laughs> Are you speaking from experience, Jeremy? I neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> Love it. The, I did. He is this how they tweet in the the Motherland universe? They send messages via bird. Must be. <laughs> Must be. Uh, but when when Ta- when Ray arrives back, um, there's a, an awesome moment of I can't remember what Abby's telling Ray. I think she's just kind of telling her off, saying, "Why did you do something so foolish?" And behind, are you still going to make it to Beltane? This is really important. And behind mm. her, Tally's holding the dresses up and like, "Which one? Which one do I wear? Which one do I wear?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's oh. clearly uh, clearly got other priorities apart from um, apart from what Abigail wants. It's adorable. It really is. She's mm. the best. And there's but um, she because Ray doesn't want to go. Yeah. Yeah, she's got other things on her mind, literally. Yeah. Um, but Tally is also, as well as talking about the dresses, she is also kind of pleading with her big, beautiful puppy dog eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Please come. Please come to, to Beltane. Well, she, um, she needs to. Tally needs to be at Beltane. Mm. Beltane is how we beat our enemies, how our base heals, how our unit gets stronger. Oh my God, spare me. It's not my kind of party. But you be there, right? So the rest of us can partake. Please. Listen. I heard you. No, look. 
We're proud of you. Thanks. But, um, if my survival depends on Tally getting laid, <laughs> she needs a different dress. <laughs> I love that line that, um, that Ray gets at the end was, if my survival relies on Tally getting laid, she needs a different dress. <laughs> yeah. So I, feel, yeah. I find it difficult to believe that Tally's not getting laid. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is it because, I mean, I guess in this such a sex positive world, is she just this weird weirdo that isn't, that's shy, you know, and isn't confident and, you know, so maybe. Well, she's maybe never seen even boys she's before. Just, yeah. And. I mean, it is a lot of that as well. She doesn't know how to talk to anyone, but mm. she's super into boys, as we've seen, and she mm. hasn't had the opportunity before. But mm. I feel that the dress isn't what Garrett's going to worry about. It's like he's <laughs> he's sending dick pics. He's pretty much in. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, but she, she it's a nice dress. She looks nice. Yeah, she's cute. Mm. Um, I mean, probably, let's be honest, she could wear anything. It's true. Or it's nothing. True. Well, yes. <laughs> We really have to stop like drooling over Jessica Sutton just in case mm. she follows us on Twitter or something. I mean, look, I'm. I feel like she should just take all the appreciation. Just yeah. let it wash over her. Yeah, she just, deserves it. It's it's a compliment. It really is. She's, yeah, she's amazing. Mm. Uh, so as they decide on on Tally's dress, we have um, Isadora telling the mm. the necro class that they're going to be speaking with Porter's body. <laughs> um, which everyone else is super stoked about, except Scylla. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, and obviously they're all excited because it never happens. Or, you know, it's this rare no. thing that can only happen on these certain days, you yeah. know, when the veil's thin. So, you know, you think everyone would be would be so excited. But, yeah, mm. Scylla is like, uh-oh. <laughs> For some, something about the, the necros put me in mind of Grey's Anatomy when um the, the like, white lab coats and something about the white lab coats but also like oh we're yeah. doing this cool surgery and we all have to get to watch <laughs> this never happened no one gets to watch this surgery yeah. and it yeah, feels like true. they're med students yeah well that'd be cool i'd be down for like an isadora's anatomy show yeah, yeah. seeing all the necros hooking up in the little side rooms and you know what <laughs> all right we've got a spin-off series that they can do <laughs> Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah. And obviously it's just going to be slightly slightly different uh, surgeries than normal. Um, yeah. It's going to be some odd things, but... Some animate yeah. dead. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I'd watch it. Yeah. And then we get a couple of scenes with Petra. We haven't really seen too much of Petra yet this season. Mm. This is uh, Abby's mother, for those who are not yes. keeping along at home. But this is... She goes to see older and then she goes to see Abby. And it's... Yeah. Um, it's kind of laying the groundwork when she goes to see Alda, seeing kind of laying it for for later episodes. Yeah. Because she's asking about yeah. this witch group that was found in Asia and Alda's like, how do you know about that? Mm. Uh, and I like the fact that Petra's like, well, I have friends in The Hague too. I'm like, you're the head of the intelligence service for the yeah. United you States should- of America. You should know these things. <laughs> You should know, yeah, exactly. Disregarded where your friends are, you should. It's your job to know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, definite groundwork for um older to be 
kind of like stay in your lane, stay out of my business, which stupid because she's the head of intelligence. So of course she should know. Um, But um, yeah, also I guess for Petra to to give the impression that she's a little bit, um, you know, she doesn't want to be spoken to like that, you know, um, and yeah. yeah. Um, So definitely laying, laying that down. It's laying down that, that plot line, but it's also laying the groundwork that Alder and Petra are at odds. That yeah, almost seen before. Yeah, like almost kind of vying for power, which like not quite because obviously Ola is way way higher, hmm. um, but kind of gives that vibe, right? Of who should who should be in charge and that sort yeah, of and who knows what. It feels a lot like Alda's not micromanaging, but she's she's wanting to have all the information and all the power and all the control, and she nothing goes through the world yeah. that doesn't happen she knows everything totally i'm trying to say yeah 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 and it's it's good to have little scenes like that to just kind of to to put it in Mm. um but yeah when when petra comes to the suite to see abby later on uh she actually runs into to ray and tally first um ray's not so pleased about that having come across the the woman who she thinks ordered her mother into a lethal situation fatal situation yeah, yeah, to her death, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so she's definitely uh, definitely angry, but she's not, She nothing's been done. She hasn't said no. anything, like, you know, she leaves. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, you get the clear impression that she, um, I guess she, well, she wants to say something. She's trying to find the words and really yeah. figure out what she wants to say too. Mm. But speaking of the words, uh, Abby and her mother have some words and Abby sticks up for Ray. Mm, which again. Is yeah. a huge step for her. Yeah. It's like, well done, Abby. Yeah. Um, and again, it's, it's, I feel like it's, it's her realising that's what she needs to do as a leader, you know? I mean, again, it could be also, as you said, that she believes that Ray did the right thing. Hmm. Um but yeah, I do think um, it's her sort of coming into her own as a leader. Um, although Petra then um, informs her that they all have to come to, they've got Abby's, Abby's cousin's wedding coming up um, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. she has to bring the unit um, Which... to, I guess, what be a good representation of the family to show that yeah. her unit I, is strong. I think it's kind of just showing off. That yeah. It's like, look, this is... This is my unit. I've um, mm. built them up from scratch. Because I think, have we really established that Abby has been put in command of the unit or is she just supposed to take command of the unit? Yeah, I'm not sure. And I don't think anything was really said. She's just almost, for me, she was just almost kind of like the leader by default or because yeah. she was the one that was like, let's go, girls, let's go. Um, I'm wondering whether that's kind of what was intended that they put them into this unit. You don't have a leader, but whoever kind of steps up, whoever has the, the family name, because it's called the Bellwether yeah. unit going yeah. forward. That they yeah, just true. kind of go, well, I'm going to be the leader. You guys can just follow or not. Mm. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess it's a good way to find the natural leaders. Yeah. And obviously the Bellwether family going back so so far in history are the natural leaders, yeah. which yeah. raises some questions. But I'm, I'll accept it because Ray does not want to be a leader and Tally is not a leader. Tally's no, definitely. an adorable baby deer who um, needs to be directed on where to go. 
Yes. Uh, I guess it is the chance for for Abby to show, given that Tally and Ray are from non East Coast families, they're not old money. If they are in an mm. old money event and they're shown to be disciplined and and organised and you know all the things a good soldier should be, that's a, a tick next to Abby's name saying, "Look, I am good at doing these things." Definitely, yeah. Um, although she does. Um like disregarding like she does also mention the rankings that she needs to bring the rankings up um but yeah you're 100 correct um that if they present as this unified disciplined front then that's only going to reflect positively on on abigail as a leader yeah for sure well what also um reflects positively on her is in the next scene all the the male cadets i'm calling them cadets maybe they're not maybe there's some other name for them they're presenting the scourges that they've woven for the um for mm. the the witches and abby gets two mm. uh, everyone else gets one but abby has made enough of an Im- a mark on her two guys that we saw in the last episode for her to receive two scourges mm. that have been made special yes. uh, and of course garrett gives one to tally and she's all like "Ooh, hard eyes yeah um, and glory gets one we get to see glory again we don't see enough of glory i don't think mm-hmm. uh but ray being ray just rolls her eyes as soon as she gets hers <laughs> yeah well i think it's kind of like okay cool thanks um, it's kind of like here's your corsage yeah 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 totally like, i'm not, I'm not even going to the dance cool, so. oh and it's awesome because when we see yeah. them the practice now this is where we're going to start to have discussions because are they just woven or do the the male cadets have some form of magical energy that they put into these that helps them mm. helps them in combat with it? Mm. Yeah, because we've got had no indication that the men actually have powers, right? No. Except the fact we've that they kind of talk to birds and get them to do stuff for them. True. Um but yeah, and we've have we seen we've seen them practice. Have we seen them being used by anyone else? Like when we've seen the flashes of you know the, some of the military missions, have we mm. seen the scourges actually being used? I can't remember. No, we've seen them in training. Like they yeah, so we haven't actually forms, but that's it. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah we do see them do it a little bit here. Yeah. Um, well, they start practicing, but then, then Ray gets a vision and um, sees more of, of Porter's last memories. Mm. Poor Ray. It's tough. <laughs> Poor girl. She really goes through it. Yeah. Um, and she, she goes to see Scylla, um, mm-hmm. but Scylla's not there. And this is when the... The memories and the visions makes Ray realize that this is where Porter was. He was mm. here as well, and she kind of follows the memories up to the roof and sees him yes. fall or jump or get pushed by Scylla. Technically, <laughs> well, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, uh, it's his perspective, right? So I guess she sees him jump off. Yeah. Um, yeah, mm. but it's tough. She looks really shaken up by yeah. this, I thought. 
Yeah. Which obviously you would be, but she's kind of like been in this eye, this this memory for a while now. It's like it seems to affect her more realizing yeah. this is exactly I think probably affecting her more because she realizes it was Scylla's building. Yeah, there's a connection to Scylla. Yeah, definitely. She's I feel like she's very much making that connection and she's like, I don't know what to think. And she's very concerned. And the fact that she's not getting any answers, yeah, for sure, makes her yeah, she's freaking out. She's like she's mm. slipping out. This is usually how I play um telepathy and mind links and things in in RPGs. If somebody starts speaking inside your head, this is how you react. That there's just this voice, there's just something out of these images coming out of nowhere that you don't know that that person across the room has a telepathic link with you. You're just like freaking out because suddenly there's there's voices and images in your head. Mm. It's weird. I guess it depends on I mean, you know more than me. I don't really know how the spell works exactly because I never play magic characters. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, I mean, can that person telepathically, telepathically be like, hey, it's Jim, I'm across the room. I'm going to send you some images. Is that how it works? Or do the images just come? Uh, you can be like that. You can say, right. hey, it's Jim. Generally, <laughs> I find most players are just like, I'm dealing with this merchant and then I'm going to be inside his head and say, hey, you can give me a better deal, right? And it's like, what the hell? What um, the hell? No, yeah. don't do that to somebody. That's really yeah, fucking yeah. Well, yeah, Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, without any kind of like context or introduction, you'd, you'd be like, what the hell is happening? Like, am I yeah. losing my mind? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, which can Poor be, right. when, you, when you're intending to do that, it can be really fun. <laughs> I would never intend to do that. I never play bad characters either. <laughs> Uh, but the <laughs> fact that Ray is shook, it feels like she's not going to make it to the um, to Beltane. Uh, yeah. And in fact, Tally is basically bouncing up and down, worried that she's not going to make it. Mm. And then she does show up in the dress. She sure does. <sighs> I, no, well, I mean the the suit, right? Yeah, the suit really. Um, it is. It's, um, it is more of a blazer. It's a, an open blazer with nothing underneath. And I feel like I'm a very bad, dirty old man because they're only eight. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's definitely. I think even Tally once um, once they meet up, I think she's even like, "Damn, girl!" Like yeah. Jesus. Um, but I will say I wasn't a fan of the hair change. Um. So no, because she didn't have the, hair... the, the rose down her yeah. side. Yeah, she's not showing yeah, off the face. Yeah, she lost the, lost the braids and it was just mm. kind of straightened. Um, yeah, I don't know. I miss the braids. I feel like that's her look. What I like is that they've kind of shifted their dresses to be the colour of the person next to them's hair. Okay. That Abby's in this gorgeous red and Tally's in a yellow and Ray's in black. Yeah, true. That's true. And it really, yeah, that's like, really cool. It kind of makes them as a unit that they yeah. complement each other rather than complementing their own look. Mm. Yeah, I hadn't noticed that, but yeah, now that you pointed it out, um, definitely, that's really yeah, cool. I think definite design choice. Mm. I mean, it, it helps that they just look good in them anyway. So, yeah, <laughs> they sure do. Mm. But Tally, we don't, we hate to see it when she looks over at Garrett and sees him talking with another girl, and she's sad. Mm. Poor Tal. Um, yeah, just just get over him, Tally. He's not worth it. <laughs> He's a fuck boy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. At the time, I was I, like, 
I definitely was rooting for for Garrett and Tally. Um, yeah. But oh, on the I, other hand, you're also kind of like he's. Of course, he's talking to other people. Like, yeah, this is what Beltane's about. Yeah, yeah, um, and also like go make him talk to you. Well, I like that because Tally it, does Come go on. to. Tally goes to speak with a junior matrimonialist. We, we got introduced mm-hmm. to in the previous episode. And I still want to wonder, does that mean that she's a matrimonialist for juniors or she's just a non-senior <laughs> one? Um, and he's basically yep. told that just go with your feelings, go with your heart. If it's meant to be, it's meant to be. Yes. But- and I think this is maybe the first time possibly that we hear about um, the reel or the dance. Yeah. Um which we're still quite not sure what it, what it is, but she's told, Tally's told um, to trust the dance. Um, hmm. And that, it, yeah, as you said, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. Um, so, yeah, we know some form of dancing is coming up, which is interesting. Yeah. And I like as well that Tally is kind of asking, am I supposed to be having these feelings? That I understand what, you know, what Beltane's about. We don't yet, but she mm. does. But she feels different. And yeah. I think it's it's really cool that the, the matrimonials are like, yeah, that's valid. But uh. just just chill. Just see what yeah. happens. Just trust what happens. Yeah, you know, definitely. Um, it's cool, though, because it's as much as it is very much like spread your seed and meet everyone and, you know. Um, I don't think it's further the seed cause and <laughs> Get charged up, whatever. Yeah. Whatever they're doing. But definitely it's it's explore your options and talk to yeah. a lot of people. Um, and for Tally to, to own up and say, I'm not feeling that, I just want to focus on one. And as you've said, yeah, she wasn't shut down. She was, you know, that's completely fine. Um, I think that's really, I, it's really nice that there's, you know, as much as they're promoting that, um, you know, to explore your options, it's still, they still embrace the, however you're feeling is how you're feeling. Yeah, and the matrimonialist is basically a guidance counsellor in this regard. Although it's interesting that matrimonialist, of course, being specifically, well, matrimony being weddings. Yes, marriage. Although is it? I haven't looked at the etymology of the world. Maybe it just means couplings, so maybe it doesn't. I, I like that even after this, Tally goes to Abby and asks for her advice as well. It's like you get the advice from from somebody else, but that's a stranger, but then you go to your friends. Yeah. And she pulls her away from the two guys that Abby has snagged. So somewhere there's a girl. If there's the even match of partners, maybe there's a girl somewhere who's just like, well, I guess I just go with my sweet mate again. Um, <laughs> but her advice is a little bit different, which is fuck a, fuck a lot. Go find yeah. as many people as you can. Just, just don't worry yeah. about Garrett. You wanted my advice? What? Less is more. There are other men. This is your time to explore and grow and taste all the things you haven't had before. It's so easy for you. It hasn't always been. I don't believe you. You're right, I'm lying. (laughs) I was just trying to make you feel better. Remember, you never really lose a guy. Just your turn. And she has the great line of, you never really lose a guy, just your turn. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i mean that's so on brand for abby right yeah like it's almost just kind of like do what you want you know do a lot of what you want and yeah. find out what you like and you know just enjoy yourself 
Mm. Um, you know, you're in charge, just get what you, what you need from it. Um, so, which definitely, it's not tally style. No, it's uh, not. But I mean, Abby, Abby is Abby and romantic. that's the advice. That's the advice that she gives. Yeah. Yeah. Which, uh, it is, it does seem to be like some sort of picnic at this point or like. Yeah, I guess. Everyone's I guess mingling a garden around. party. And, yeah. Yeah. Like a garden party. Yeah. Just drinking and eating and chatting. Um, yeah. It's pretty um, casual. It is. And the, the cadet that gave Ray the, the scourge comes over to talk to her, her. Um, to which she is less than thrilled. She's just like, yeah, I'm not interested in guys. Mm. And he's like, um, yeah, but I am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was a little bit, she's a little bit rude. Um, That's Ray so though. Was, Ray I mean, is guess, a little bit rude. Yeah, I know. But I was like, no, I felt bad for him. But um, obviously as soon as he says that, she's like, yeah. oh, okay, cool. Um, yeah. And he introduces himself as Byron. Um, actually, I'm not sure whether he introduces himself now as Byron or later on, but I've just noted that we actually learn his name now. Yeah, uh, but he was friends. Yeah, he I, was I, friends with Porter, so yeah. they have a drink and toast to Porter. And he just kind of wants to thank her for for trying to save Porter um, at the end of the day, mm. which is is sweet. I like that there is this sense of kinship. I mean, it'd be nice if we'd actually seen them talking together in the previous episode rather than Porter just being a creeper standing around looking at Scylla all the time. But, yeah. you know, they couldn't hire this guy for two episodes, just for the one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he also he also says to her that um, he didn't think Porter was depressed. No. Um, which backs up what she's, the vibe Ray's been getting from his, from Porter's memories. Mm. Which I think is important because Byron kind of sees it as, well, you don't even know what's going on in someone's head. Yes. As people can seem happy and friendly and in a good mood and going really well, but they're actually depressed and could be suicidal, and so you can't tell. Mm. But Ray does know what was going on inside Porter's head. So like she's yeah. been there. And mm. the fact that the fact that Byron is now telling her, well, he didn't seem depressed, she's like, but he was, or he wasn't maybe. Um, yeah. It's like seeing his memories, she knows a little bit better than everyone else exactly how he was feeling. Mm. So I think yeah, that's kind trick, of cluing her in that something something's yeah. going on with it. Yeah, more more so than I guess that she, she – I feel like she was already kind of sus at that before that. Um, yeah. But, yeah, definitely. Um, but that, mm. of course, means that she's got to go and see see Scylla. Mm-hmm. Um and the seller is less than less than helpful. Not the best girlfriend in the world. Again, <laughs> kind of gaslights her and says, "Look, just don't, just don't stop asking questions." And runs off. Just like, yeah, she. Look, it's. <laughs> I am happy. Oh, I'm not happy. I am willing to admit that she definitely doesn't come across uh, well in that situation. No, she comes um, off as super suspicious. Yeah, yeah, very sus. She's literally brushing Ray off and just being like, stop asking questions. I don't have time for this. I have to go. Yeah, Um, which is just even removing the spree element. That's the worst girlfriend ever to be like, oh, you saw someone die in front of you and you're having a really tough time. I don't have time for this. Just just base up and get over it. 
like, yeah, dude. I can see you really struggling with this, but uh, bye. But, but yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of a bummer. So could you just mm. stop? It'd be really cool <laughs> if you could just just deal with your issues, right? Yes. Oh. I mean, you can clearly see that Scylla's like, because um, I think we might have we might have actually missed mentioning that there's um, Scylla has one chance to maybe stop. Um, oh, yeah. the ritual with Porter and that's um, he has to be kept at a certain temperature yes. um, he has to be maintained at a certain uh, obviously a cold temperature yes. um, and so um, I feel like you, you easily see that she's like I need to go and quickly sabotage you know that ritual yeah. um, so you know it's literally the worst time for Ray to sort of like find her um, that being said like not trying to defend her horrible you know definitely bad girlfriend um, she's got but other yeah, stuff you can going see on. She's just busy. Really... It's fine. It's okay that she ignores <laughs> ignores can, our favorite Ray. You can, yeah, you can see she's really sort of stressed and like, oh, I've really got to do this. Um, so, yeah, so yeah. she runs off to do that. Oh, she runs off, but and that's then, okay because we're yeah, going and to Ray's like, some... oh, yeah, Ray's just like, well, fine, fuck that then. I guess yeah. I'll just go and do the real, whatever it is, uh, yeah. because we discover the real now. We mm-hmm. uh, explained to by the junior matrimonialist that the real is basically a dance where discover yourself and pleasure. Um, Ray I mean, just makes it in time before the, the real starts. Mm-hmm. It feels like she already kind of knows what it's all about, but we're getting explained to us and Tally is as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just kind of finding yourself. I don't think I, I, I'll put a clip in because I don't think I can really explain it myself, honestly, <laughs> in exact words, uh, the way that yeah. they describe it. The real is not just a dance. It is a divine ritual that knows you. It knows what you want. It knows things about you some of you haven't even figured out yet. Tonight is about pleasure and pleasure you will have, whatever that may mean to you. When the music begins, let go and let the real guide you. And when it ends, know that you can trust it. Yeah, it's um definitely well, it's a bit vague. Even their description, you're kind of like, what? Like, how does that work? I mean, I guess magic. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's um, super visual too. I feel it's just that that vibe yeah. of it's when you're 18 and you just feel connected with everything around you and all the people around yeah. you as well. Yeah, and you're losing yourself to the music, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. and you just you it's just you're just going wherever it leads you. Um, hmm. and I feel like on paper and talking about it now, it sounds really lame. Yes. Like, stop everyone, let's have a dance break. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really enjoyed it. I don't know about you, but I actually surprisingly really enjoyed um, the, the dancing and the music and the colours and, yeah. I thought, it, I thought it was fantastic. It was so very obviously choreographed. And it felt like mm. everyone has been practicing this for months, more so than it's just <laughs> on their on a whim. It's magic, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> it reminded me of. I know you've seen Firefly. Um, I. It reminded me of a scene in. I think it's like the third or fourth episode where River is watching a wedding dance and just kind of yeah. joins in and knows all the steps immediately after after seeing it for a moment. And that's very much about yeah. River and just giving into that joy of music. And that's what it felt like to me. Yeah. yeah. That and High School Musical. <laughs> yeah, major High School Musical vibes, possibly because of the really bright colours. Because um, mm. I feel like 
they're always dancing in like fluoro colored tops and everyone's in different colors and um yeah but totally i can see the firefly connection um and um but yeah i'd like and again like it sounds kind of it sounds really if you can't if you haven't seen it look up a clip now honestly um, if you haven't but, seen it why are you not why are you listening to this podcast i mean <laughs> we're awesome and funny but it really is worth watching the show too yeah um yeah, but it was it was it was really good just seeing everyone and everyone sort of switches partners constantly. Yeah, um, and kind of moves around and it's very much a flow. It's about air and water if we're looking at at the elements, um, mm. which is very much like what they're doing. A lot of their magic is about air and it's just kind of mm. moving and going with the with the currents with the wind. Yeah, currents. that's true. But we see that Alder um, and and Witch Daddy just stick together the whole time. Speaking of older, I don't know if we mentioned, and I think this is possibly where we first see her in her her outfit for yeah. Beltane. Mm-hmm. Dear God, mm-hmm. um, she's stunning. Mm-hmm. Like she looks like Wonder Woman. Like Fuck she's yeah. just wow. She is incredible. Yeah, this is um, how she stayed a general for, for like centuries. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. I'd follow her. It's like she's in <laughs> lead command. the way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they are down to fuck. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. They're um, yeah. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody finding them up. Everybody else is kind of swirling around them and swapping, but it's just it's older and witch daddy the whole time. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I guess it's kind of like what else are they going to do though? They're the only like what adults in the dance, right? Everyone else are are um not children, students, basically. Students. Um, so yeah, well, they I kind guess, of have to. Like, yeah, they they do kind of have to. Yeah, it's not really um, their place I hope so. I guess they're leading the way. They're demonstrating how it works. True. True. Yes. And yeah. this is, it's really well shot. I feel that the the movements are a little bit off the music we've been given, so I'm wondering what the music on set was. Mm-hmm. Because that could just be the fact that the way I'm watching it hasn't been given the right thing or they just had separate takes and it doesn't quite match up. Yeah. What I love about this is kind of all the background things. Because most of it, it's very much about Tally. This is a scene about Tally trying to find Garrett. Mm-hmm. And about yeah, because she's eventually... constantly, yeah, she's constantly throughout the dance, even switching partners, looking over her shoulder, looking, you know, across the across the dance floor. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, watching where he is and, and what he's doing. And, and he's also looking back. Um, he's definitely looking for Tally too. Yeah. Yeah, there is that element of, well, it's kind of, she's looking for him and sees him with someone else. So she's like, she goes, well, fine, I'll just give into it. And that's when he starts looking for her. And it feels yeah. a little bit like ships passing in the night of not being at the right place at the right time. But then they do find each other at the end of the reel. So it's kind yeah. of their scene, but there's some really awesome background stuff. And this is one I noticed that Abby and Swythe, are nose to nose for a good period of just circling each other. I was like, you two just fucking make out and get it over with. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. this yeah. is it's what the, like... the reel's all about, this coming together of these people that you <laughs> find. And like, dude, that tension is not just family anger and belligerence. It's like, no, you two want to fuck yeah. and you've never been allowed to because you don't get along. And it's like, well, here's your chance. Or or have they in the past and things ended badly? I don't know, but yeah, there's yeah. definitely some um, some interesting tension there. There's some sure. stuff going on there. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind. Why not? Well, I like too that there are a number of 
trios and it seems like a lot of same-sex representation as people like kind of drift off into partners or or throuples i guess and ray kind of wanders off with byron and talking about it but part of what i found interesting is so far it feels like ray and byron too now were the exception that yeah the queer and bisexuality and homosexuality is accepted but it's still like 10 percent of the population yeah and this background stuff makes it seem no it's incredibly common we just don't yeah see this it. is yeah super commonplace yeah totally yeah but yeah, there is no i agree that's it still seems to be kind of pushing a message of heteronormativity that what we see so far is well abby has her two guys even with her little dalliance with with swythe um <laughs> tally has her guy Mm. Alder and which daddy are together it's mm. like this is the pairing we see in yeah Petronor. yeah the cup i guess the couples that that the show is focusing on that we're yeah. being shown you know what three out of four yeah um and i think that's because they keep, want to keep ray as an outsider yeah that, okay that ray you don't feels think... mm. I, I feel simply because we live in our world and we have to yeah. view Motherland through that lens as well. Yeah. That he, in our world, that queer people are still outsiders for a, a lot. In yeah. a lot of societies, they still are outsiders. So we have to take it through that lens as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Um, I mean, it's definitely an interesting point. And they're definitely doing their best to to show in this world... Mm. that it, it's all completely accepted and you know there's not even a discussion of you know when when ray starts dating Scylla, there's not like yeah. oh okay wow um you know it's just all completely accepted but yeah i think i think you're right is by keeping it as the her in like the minority i guess yeah. um just, it does so kind of reflect simply that she's in the minority of established named characters who are canonically queer Yes, yeah, and that I mean yeah. Because if of... you look at if you look at the pairings they show at the end of the dance, I guess the majority would be queer pairings. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. If if we're looking at named, named, not you know stars or you know <laughs> <laughs> named characters with lines, regular characters. basically. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it's it feels like Byron comes over and he's like, "Oh, I'm gay." When we saw them in the scene earlier, and he's like, "Is he the only gay cadet?" Because I feel that incredibly difficult to believe when there's like a good three yeah. or four hundred people there. Yeah, surely not, hundred percent. Yeah, he does seem to kind of come off as the only boy there who's not interested in in hooking up with some of the girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that that's a, a whole thing, but mm. yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel that that is a little bit, that's just Ray's attitude too. That Ray's very much like, no, no, I'm, I'm different. I'm an outsider to everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. I mean, I also, I guess it also comes down to her feelings about the army as well. Right. Like she, you know, she's not in it to like the same, in the same way everyone else is in it. Um, she's just kind of cruising along just to, you know, I mean, that was her original plan, I guess, anyway. Yeah, no, I think that's probably a deliberate thing, just to mm. to conflate those two two emotions and two 
representations of Ray. Mm. That while mm. that in this world, her being queer, uh, her being gay is completely accepted, but mm. her not being into the military, that is not as much. Yeah, how dare she? Yeah, yeah. how dare you? <laughs> so this, I feel, was the big moment. This was the set piece for the episode, uh, and the rest of it is just kind of, I guess, the afterglow and the come down afterwards. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, well, actually, no, that's probably not true because we do skip over to um, Scylla breaking into the morgue to do her little task of trying to lower the temperature of the, of Porter's body so that they can't summon the spirit back. Yes, um, and she does start to, I think, we do see the temperature yeah. begin to rise or drop or whatever, whichever one it was that was bad for the ritual. We do see that happen, um, but then everyone else shows up for the ritual and she's interrupted. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think from her face, you get the impression that she doesn't know if she did enough. Yeah. And she's, yeah, she's um, super worried that she's yeah. going to get caught now because there's no way for her to get out of it now. Yeah. Uh, and then we get the, this is probably the set, the big scene. For <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I feel like maybe this, especially, um, especially one coupling, um, one particular couple. coupling, but yeah, I feel like this is sort of the 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 focus. Well, who did you think? I was going to say a couple. Well, you've got Tally and, and Garrett finally hooking up against a tree. Yeah. Um, yes. But then you have Abby and her boys. <laughs> yeah. Which I feel is more to show who Abby is, and again to show that queer rap is. Or actually, it's to show female empowerment. Hmm. Because um, it's just ju- kind of jumping through. It's a lot of lot of quick editing, a lot of quick cuts between things and kind of lingering shots and then jumping back to something else. It's like older and witch daddy grinding. Um, yeah, well, th- that's the that's the coupling I was referring to because it's, I mean, it's pretty intense and they're surrounded by the biddies. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that's weird. I'm pretty sure there's, is there blood involved? I can't even quite oh, remember. But it's all, it's, uh, look, it's, it's a full on. It's intense. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, um, I, I with going back to Abby and the guys, definitely agree. Um, it really shows off Abby. Like I, I feel like it. You know, she wants to be in control. Um, she knows what she wants. She tells you know, and the guys are basically there to service her. At, you know, like she order yeah. not orders them, but she suggests that they um, they kiss each other, they make out with each other, and, yeah. and they're more and they're than like, happy to. Yeah. Like there's no qualms you know, no qualms about it. They're more than happy to. And then she's like, oh, okay, come back to me now. Um, yeah, it's like, okay, I, I'm done. I'm ready. You guys yeah. can service yeah. me now. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's very much about, you know, her being powerful and them being there to serve her, um, yeah. which is really which is really cool and refreshing. Yeah. and the, Instead of a, normally it's the other way around, right? Yeah. Well, in, oh, I'm not going to, you know what, I'm going to get in trouble if I say anything that. <laughs> I think it's interesting too that Abby again is in a trio. That she has the trio of the unit where she's in command, and then she has the True. trio with the boys where again she is in command. Mm. That this is a, I did this not is make that connection. Something I, I feel this is something about the patriarchy, which we could probably get into in a whole other thing. But one of the the big elements of I guess sexual discourse is that people, certainly men in power, are often after desires and fantasies where they give up that power and become submissive. And this kind of shows that Abby does not have that at all. Mm. And that it's not about, she's not 
pushing her authority onto other people. She is just naturally in that position. And it's mm. more of a give and take. And I think it's a, a really interesting scene to put her in charge of other people. Um, or in this case, she may not feel that she's in charge of the unit, so she is in charge of her boys. Because I can't Good remember point. their names. I don't think she can either. Um, yeah, what were they? they had interesting names. Ugh. Abby's boys are going to do. Abby's boy A and B. <laughs> um yeah, no, I think that's really that's really interesting. And I again, I didn't make that connection between her and and the unit and her and the boys. Um, but yeah, that's really it's really cool. Um, and I think I think as you're saying, it does support the fact that it's just kind of natural for her to, I guess, be leading. Yeah. And or, or you know, and maybe she is trying to exert extra influence with the guys because she has the wild card Ray who yeah. is running a little bit wild. Are you saying that she should take control of Ray? I mean, <laughs> Look. I'm sure that fanfic exists. <laughs> Don't tempt me now. Actually, no. No, we're kidding. No. Ray and Scylla no, it's, for life. It's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, speaking of Scylla, a lot of this is intercut with the ceremony to bring um, Porter's spirit back. Hmm. Um, interesting, interesting choice. I think that's a really, really... Cl- I mean, this is really the highlight of the season so far in the way it's been filmed and edited and yeah. everything about it. This really is mm. kind of... This is what they're doing with the show. Mm. It's like this mix of sex and magic and death. Yeah. It's like they've, they've finally come into their own sort of with this episode. They're finally showing, you know, this is what we're all about. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. I thought it was. I thought it was really cool. Uh, I realize that we're kind of focusing on this scene a lot, but another part of it is um, Ray and Byron just kind of sitting there and laughing and hearing yeah. all these sex noises from the bushes and being like, "Oh yeah, yeah, just get it off." And that felt like the two queer kids at the prom laughing <laughs> at the the heterosexual dating game and being so glad mm. we're not involved with that because Byron actually explains. Yeah, there's a how to fuck witches guide that Garrett. Mm. There's a playbook that Garrett has been mm. using to get Taylor interested, which is I know. not looking good for you, Garrett. That's, no, uh, no. I feel like he had me until that point, and I was like, oh, really? Yeah. Um, like yeah. Tally deserves better. I feel that all the witches deserve better. It's like there's not a playbook. It's like you can't just have a no, book of I like mean- every witch will respond to this. But there'd be definitely witches that it wouldn't work on. Do you oh, know yeah, what I right. mean? Like, I feel like it works on Tally because she's so naive. Yeah. So that's why I feel like she deserves better because she can't, she doesn't know anything else. Yeah. I wonder, is it um, is it a how to fuck witches or is it a how to talk to women book? See, I didn't take it as how to fuck witches. I took it as how to seduce. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I'll give you um, that. Like it as is how in, to seduce. To whatever end. But more, but to you know, to whatever end. But more, more of like how to win their trust. Yeah, which is almost worse. Um, yeah, yeah, a little bit. It's it's basically the game, but for for yeah. witch boys. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's also intercut with, along with the the necromancy stuff. It's intercut with Petra and Quartermain going door to door and checking whose room might have spree stuff mm. in it. So there's this really mm. big tension all through the scene, which I think is very intentional because it's a, a sexual scene. 
However, there is um, there is one moment. This is like when the canary that they're using to to put into the into Porter's mouth to um to speak through him, which I really love as a magical element for RPGs of mm. having these this songbird which will actually be able to speak for a, a dead creature. Mm. That's that's pretty awesome, like a parrot or something, like putting the spirit of a rather than just the corpse talking. Yeah. That's kind of the 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 climax of the scene. And that's when Petra goes it might be Quarterman actually. No, it's Petra going into Scylla's room and checking the mirror and she doesn't find anything. She walks away. And then there's a balloon there. It's yeah. like, the balloon is not scary. It's a balloon. <laughs> yeah, I know. The balloons are, it's pretty funny. Um, but it's also kind of like you you had this test. You, you know, you devised this test. Did you not, like, obviously she just didn't wait long enough. Yeah. Um, I don't well, she, know. She's, she's on a limit. Like, she's oh. on a time, um, on a very narrow time window, because they can only. They well. got to, there's only two of them doing it, and they've got to check all yeah. the quarters before into Beltane. So maybe she just. Didn't I mean, like, long enough. yeah. Um. But yeah, the balloons are quite amusing. Uh, I mean, like, I still feel like there's tension. If I see the balloons, yeah. I'm like, <gasps> um, well, that's because of the violin score little... that comes up every time it shows up. Yeah. True. Yeah, yeah, the score in the show is I love it. I love the music. But this is the thing that the the climax of the scene is that tension being released as the the canary goes into Porter's mouth and they're able to speak with the spirit and they speak with him and there's just that moment of what's he going to say? What's he going to say? And he's like, mm. I just felt sad. Mm. And and they they also ask him, um, who did you see, or who was the last person you talked to? Um, and Sheila's like, oh, um, mm-hmm. but then he says, um, which father? So, yeah. um, and they're like, oh, okay, cool. Um, so very interesting because we know that that's not the truth. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a little bit strange, um, but that's, that's what he said. So it's all mm-hmm. a bit, a bit mysterious. Mm. That, that something has happened and there's that, that release of the tension too, because now Scylla's off the hook. Yeah. Because then the yeah. the moment passes and the canary is released mm. and they're able to they're no longer able to talk with the spirit anymore. Yeah, and it's like that. Yeah. it's interesting that this is the the final part of that scene. Mm. Um, I mean, I was relieved. Yeah, <laughs> it seems like everyone else was as well. Well, the next thing we get the the unit walking back and Tally looks very relieved. <laughs> uh, which I absolutely love because she's she's got her hair back and she's showing off her neck, which is gorgeous, of course. But also her her um, magic shiny mark. It's like, look yes. at me, I've had sex. I'm all shiny yes. now. Yeah, she's so excited to to have that that shiny mark and have them look at it. And yeah, it's um it's very cute. Mm-hmm. And she. This is just, I really love this scene because it is about their friendship. They're just really affectionate and cuddly and they're just walking along and it's just like, we have had a good time. Mm. Like, all, like Ray's visions have gone away. She's not having those anymore, probably because Porter's yeah. spirit's just gone entirely now. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Abby seems to have the release as well. And so they're just like, you know what? We feel good. Yeah. And it's just nice yeah, to definitely. see happy. Yeah, it's almost like probably the possibly the first time that they've all kind of, I guess, hung out mm. without resulting in a fight. Um, yeah. 
but yeah, like they're all relaxed and it's, it's really nice. Yeah. As you said, it's really nice to see them together. Yeah. Uh, and Abby um, takes the opportunity to invite them to her cousin's wedding. It's like, oh, that's nice. Way to go, Abby. Be, be f- Well, obviously, she's doing it for reasons, but it feels like, <laughs> oh, they're kind of accepting each other again. But do, am I remembering it wrong? Did she not kind of tell them that they have to come? Yeah. Well, it's still Abby. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hmm. I mean, th- this is how Abby then, asks asks for things. She says, "You have to do this for me." True, true. Um, but then, Rael, yeah, yeah little, she spots a girl, little eagle eyes, mm-hmm. spots uh, spots Scylla waiting to have a chat. Yeah, um, <laughs> and Scylla's all like, "I'm going to tell you the truth," uh, which means I'm going to lie to you. <laughs> Look, she tells her some truths. And let me remind you, they also go to their special tree again or near the tree. Um, and it's just stunning. Like it just the, some of the shots in the show are just beautiful. Um, yeah. They've, they found, wherever they found a film, this is amazing location. Yeah. Um, so she, I mean, all I really remember from that scene is Scylla basically saying, I think this was when she says, I don't really open up to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm used to shutting off my feelings, like from being a dodger and not making connections with people, et cetera, because we've got to suddenly split and leave town or whatever. Yeah. Um, but she's opening up with Ray and Ray's actually making her feel things and that she has feelings and whatever. Such strong feelings. Um, yeah. Um, and then and Ray basically kind of admits that she'd had suspicions about Scylla, but that she doesn't care. Whatever yeah. happened... She's she's in it with Scylla, um, mm. which, bless, I'm here for it. Um, so, yeah, it was a really lovely scene. And there's this, like, flower in their hair. And I think Scylla gives Ray the flower and she puts it in behind her ear and it's just beautiful. Um, and it's, I just love them. I just love them. It is incredibly sweet moment. It is incredibly yeah, sweet. Yeah, it's really nice. And you can tell that Scylla's definitely having feelings. Oh, yeah, she's got huge, strong feelings, such strong feelings, just building up inside her, um, which, is, <laughs> which is quite a way there's a clash. I, I'm willing to forgive Ray for having suspicions and then being like, but it's okay, I'm still in it with you, mm. because she has just had Porter inside her brain. And there's that element of, well, this is kind of a depression and anxiety thing, that these are not her thoughts that all of the suspicions she could have been feeling could have been Porter's. All of those little voices that she was hearing saying, can't trust Scylla, that might not have been her. And she can't trust that. So she's going to go with her gut instinct, which is trust Scylla and go with the feelings that that she needs or that, that she has for Scylla. And that's kind of what the real is saying. You go with your gut instinct and you go with what you're yeah. feeling. So she mm. wants, she's going, I'm all in. I, I believe I love Scylla. Yeah. So I'm I'm willing she to forgive. Say love yet? No, she doesn't because she's Ray and she doesn't say that. She has. Um, she likes to keep people at arm's length even more than Scylla does. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a really sweet. It's a really sweet moment. Um, yeah, um, I very much. It is. It's it's such a now, sweet moment. Um, but, now the guys are leaving. Yes. I they've, mean, I don't know where they use. go. They're going back to their little huts where they're kept. I know, like, but it's like, where are they going? Why are they not on campus or 
you know, if they what were are the on base? campus, if they were on campus, how often would Taylor be sneaking into the boys' dorm? <laughs> I know, but that like they're constantly told to charge up, so it just seems it seems bizarre. I don't know where the boys are going. I just I don't know. I don't get it. But they're they must have they're some all sort getting of on buses and they're going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they get um, well. <laughs> Byron gives Ray the the how to seduce witches guide, which yes. I feel she doesn't actually need. She seems to be doing a pretty good job without it. <laughs> no, but I I think is it not? I don't think it was for her to use. I no, think it was no, like, it's for her to know more. about and have. I think it's yeah. just funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's not going to use it, so may as well. Get, she may as well have yeah. it. Yeah, and I guess he yeah. doesn't know about Scylla. He doesn't know she and Scylla are a thing. Maybe he's like, hey, this will help you out. No, but does does he not know? He knows someone's Probably. in her life, right? I don't Probably. know. Anyway. I think it's just a cute anyway. joke between them. It's like, hey, here's that yeah. thing I was talking about and, and we're friends yeah. now. Yeah. But Witch Daddy also gives Ray the the scourge that Porter had been making. Yes. Um, and this is something I really love. I love this idea of this is where magic weapons in RPGs come from that there is actually a story behind it and people are making them for specific purposes. So if somebody mm. gets a magic weapon or a cool item, it's because it's gifted to them and that's what gives it the power, not, oh, this just found, you found it and it's plus one. I found it in a cave. <laughs> yeah, and it glowed, so now it's cool. It's like, no, no, it's it means something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do like that as well. I think it would be, I, I mean, speaking as someone with no experience as a DM, um, I feel like it would be very hard to bring that into your story for every character, um, yeah. you know, make these connections and make these stories behind magical weapons. Um, yeah. Maybe maybe it would be easy. I don't really know. Um, but I do I, I love that idea. I think that's – and it, it gives it more meaning. It makes it more special instead of just a – just a, as you see, you know, a, just a glowing weapon that, you know, must, must be magical. Um, I think even just putting into the reason why the thing is magical. It's like maybe this will work yeah. for everybody who picks it up, but the reason it's magical is because it was made for the witches of yeah. Fort Salem by the mm. the yeah. adjutants of um of Boy Camp, wherever it was. <laughs> yeah. And if it gets used more often, then it becomes Ray's scourge, and that's the more powerful version. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Although I, we I really haven't really had that. confirmation that they are imbued with magic, have we? No. No, we haven't. No. Well, yeah. I, I feel that we kind of get it in the next scene. Um, because we, Right, we with see, Abby? Yeah. Yeah, Abby's already... Like, they all head off to training. The boys mm. leave and Witchfather and um, Aldo have a little bit of a talk saying, look, it's fine about the spree. And he's, he's like, yeah, for now. we we got to mm. deal with them at some point. Mm. Uh, but then they head off to training. But Abby's already there and she's... Clearly a bit pumped up. She didn't even say goodbye to the boys, but she, yeah. she's focused. She's not about the boys. She's they gotten, gave her the power she's, and she's going to go yeah. use it. She's yeah. She's gotten what she needed from them. Yeah. But then we see, um, I think Libba shows up um, first, Libba Swythe. So that's kind of telling for Abby as well that her biggest connection after getting laid is with her, her nemesis. <laughs> But when they're actually doing the um, the training with the scourges, Ray's got power. Mm. It's like there's something about this scourge that she's using now, the one that Porter made. And mm. I guess it's about the energy and her kind of fighting herself more than anything else. 
But yeah, yeah, maybe it is the fact that this was made with power. Yeah, yeah. I guess I guess it's up, up to us to to make our own inferences. But yeah. um, that's just me. And I mean, I also took it as just that not necessarily that there was power from the scourge. It was just that was it was just Ray, as in yeah, that they just maybe they're just all like that. I don't know. Um, hmm. I think and, also that it shows that you don't need to have the sexual energy to find your center. True. That she has found herself and she's at peace with herself and she has found her connection with with Scylla and that's yeah. what gives her power, not the yeah. sexual energy from Beltane. Yeah, she didn't need the um she didn't need the actual sexual release. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, I like that. That's nice. However, it does also mean that she's got just as many scourges as Abby does. And she didn't have to put out yes. at all. <laughs> I don't think Abby minded. Let's be oh, honest. No, she, I, I think she was pretty happy about it. Uh, I'd like yeah. to see Abby jewel wielding the scourges, though. Yeah. <laughs> One on each hand. Yeah. Uh, and then we get the final scene of the episode where Scylla heads yeah. back to her room and Ray's there and they make out. And then Ray starts choking her, which is not cool. Always use a safe word um, before, before you get into those things. But it's not Ray. It's another yeah. spree member using the using the the face or the mask of many faces that they have. This little yeah. which is so creepy that she's choking and then it's like, no, no, I'm going to burn my face and reveal it's not really me. It's like, Ugh. yeah, <laughs> that's a that's a lot. And says we interceded for you with Porter's spirit. This is how he didn't give it away. Yes, yeah. Um, but also means that there's another member on the another member of the spree on the campus. Yes, um, unless she just popped in for this specific visit. Um, yeah, make out with Scylla, but, the make out with Scylla visit, which is really well, creepy, so creepy to me. Well, yeah, and she's also like, when she burns her, reveals her true face, she's like an old lady, so it's yeah. it's weird. Um, yeah, but I was she just also, like, you know I mean, what, you could have just been standing there and talked to her rather than make out with her first. <laughs> no, no, take the opportunity, why not? <laughs> um but she, yeah, she warns Scylla um, that she's meant to be bringing Ray to the spree and not to Scylla herself. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, somehow they're definitely, they know. yeah, they're definitely aware of what's going on, um, and they're, I mean, obviously, I guess, use everything to your advantage. But I think they're kind of trying to be like, don't lose sight of the, the end game. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also get an invite and, to the bellwether wedding. Yes. Yes. Um, which, Which I guess at that point, I'm starting to realise this must be a, a significant occurrence. Yeah, it's um, not just, hey, we're getting to go to a family wedding. It's like, no, no, the spring yeah. must be there too. Yeah, yeah. Which is, mm. But also that the spree specifically wants Ray. Yes. Which I don't think we knew before. We thought we, she was just getting targeted by Scylla because outcast, powerful. Yeah, yeah, why but, not? Yeah. Yeah, yeah but, but it, no, it feels like I guess they're, it's they're officially after revealed. Yeah, yeah, that she was actual to target. Mm. And that's mm. the episode, which yes. is, um, it's a big episode. I, I think it was a good it episode. It's a very good episode. I feel when I was sold on the series, when people were telling me about it, this is the episode they told me to get to before I decided whether I liked the show or not. Yeah, okay. Simply because hmm. I feel that this is what they were kind of going for with the yeah. the message of the show. Yeah. Um, but also mm. sex party. So, 
Now, every week on this show, we pick one character from the episode we've just watched and decide why we would make them into a player character or NPC in one of the games we're playing, whether it's someone we'd play or someone we want to interact with. Uh, and I've got mm. mine in mind, but Elise, mm. who would you pick from, from um, How Bell I, I, um, again, I, I think I've said this and it doesn't happen very often, but I'm actually agreeing with you, Jeremy. Oh, wow. Um, mainly because I feel like it's, he's just something different um, and that's which father. Which daddy? Who you like yes. to you like to refer to as which daddy? Um, but yeah, as I said, he's something different. Um, and I would I would almost want I'd almost want to use him as my character, um, but talk to another um, another player and see if they could play um, older. Like because he seems he seems quite subservient to older. Yeah. So I'd almost want to to join up with another player at the table um, and have have them play, you know, his whether it's a, a woman or a man, whatever. Um, but yeah. he's almost kind of whoever he's subservient to. He's um, like the the lieutenant or the second command of somebody else. He's the muscle. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. yeah. Um, or almost not the muscle, but like the lesser, like the more sentimental the. The heart. Um, yeah. What? The heart of the team. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think it would just be interesting. He's quite intriguing. Like, I'd love to know what powers he has. Does he have mm. powers? Um, He's got a kick-ass jacket but... too. I love this coat. Yeah, yeah. Um, he had cool clothes. Um, so, but, yeah, like almost, he'd almost like be the, you know, the scout leader of the, of the group. Um, yeah, always but... prepared. Yeah, yeah. This, this is um, why I call him Witch Daddy. He feels like in his backpack, in his satchel, he has everything they always need. He's like pulling out <laughs> water bottles for his, his cadets yep. and being like, you didn't hydrate enough after that run and he's got something ready for <laughs> yeah. it. And he's giving his yeah. the mentor figure to Ray too. He's like, this is what you need. He's telling her the words she needs yeah. to hear when he gives her the yeah. scourge. And it's yeah. just, that's his role. Yeah. Which I really, I love that idea as an NPC. I'd make him like kind of a group patron if I was writing a game. He'd be the one giving mm -hmm. them all quests. He'd be the one they go to when they're in trouble. I love the idea, again, with Alda as like the queen of the realm and he's the prince mm. consort. And he, the queen cannot be seen dealing with these adventurers, but yeah. the prince consort can. And he's yeah. kind of like the group dad. He's like, yeah, yeah, you've got it. It's fine. I'll deal with the yeah. queen for you. It's okay. He's kind of the buffer between them all. Yeah, I like that. I like that idea. That's cool. Mm. Yeah, I, I like that one. But that's all for this week. Uh, tune in next week when we watch episode f five, which is Bellwether season. Um, things start to get shaken up even more. Mm. Uh, leave us a review do. on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. Please subscribe and share and get us out there. Uh, but until next time, thank you so much for listening and may all your hits be grits. Bye.